the issue that I want to address is stewardship. Twice as Mark prayed, he said the word stewardship. Of course, we're telepathic. It's worse than husband and wife with me and Mark. <laughs> and he didn't know that I was going to have us turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. <clears throat> I didn't know that much before that. And as you're turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, following up on what Mark said about Deanna, uh, Deanna, when was uh, the, the massive surgery that you had that all of us were aware of many years ago? What, what was the month and year? I know you will know. 2000, I knew it was 2016. The reason why I know that is because shortly after that was Kathy's first visit to Redbridge. The first service she came to visit here was the first service you were back after your surgery. And uh, we all welcomed you back. And it was two Sundays, three Sundays at the most. Deanna had massive surgery, and that's not an overstatement, uh, back in 2016, and was back without missing a note in two to three weeks uh, following that post-op. Um, I was in bed for two months with my leg at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> you are a trooper. I don't know of any... <laughs> Any other way to say amen, any other way to, uh, to say it, but, uh, uh, and la last Sunday night, Kathy and I were not knowing what had happened, like, Gianna is unbelievable. <laughs> so we, I'll give you a lot of kudos for seven and a half years ago, not as much now that I know that you knew <laughs> about that, but we were impressed last week, Gianna. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking... Stewardship. And last Sunday night, uh, you said, I, uh, I led the offertory prayer. I didn't. I said, uh, who's going to pray? I can't. Uh, because I'm having go through my mind. Uh, Mark is having a huge stroke. He will die or he won't be rehabilitated. And I'm running all of that through my mind on the spot, uh, especially when Ben took him out. Did you know, by the way, of his history with this? You'd not, you'd not seen it. You, you just knew of it in, in, uh, theoretically, but not seen it. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that he had that history. And so <clears throat> I got to thinking about life and death and gifts and talents and everything that applies to stewardship. And maybe the Lord would have us look at that very briefly. I don't have any notes. I remember this from a long time ago. 1 Corinthians 15 beginning in verse 51. If you're taking notes, I do have a three-point outline, as of course you know that. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, that is, be dead, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, that is, that is our physical body, the corruptible, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, 
Where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. That's what gives us its biting effect. And the strength of sin, the authority behind it, is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. And this is my life verse, by the way. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. No chapter divisions in the writing. So it goes right in to the next verse. Now, concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, set aside, according to how God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Don't wait till I get there to gather your mission offering. Gather it now, and I'll pick it up when I get there. And when I come, whomsoever you shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your real liberality, your offering, unto Jerusalem. Three points on stewardship. In verses 51 through 57, we see the stewardship of time. Stewardship of time, that is our sacred uh, it's from sacred doctrine, the doctrine of the stewardship of time. It, we only have a little while. Some are going to sleep, that is, some are going to have died, and others will not have died. But we all shall be changed, for the Lord will rapture those who are alive and remain, caught up together with Him in the clouds to meet the with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and others who have died, those who are asleep shall put on incorruption. Um, um, 1 Thessalonians 4 speaks to that as well. Uh, verses 13 through uh, 17 in that chapter. And it's teaching the very same principle. Namely, we only have a little bit of time. And so I'm to be a wise steward of the time that we have, uh, that I have. And you are all as well. You know, there, there's really, humanly speaking, there's no rhyme or reason. God has our days numbered. He knows, but we don't know. Uh, and, and that's a good thing. Why is it good? I'm asking this. This is not rhetorical. This is interrogative. I'm actually asking you. Why is it good that we don't know how long we have? Why is it good? What is that? It demands that we trust him, that we walk by faith and not by sight. For if we knew precisely all of our years when we're going to exit this world, then we're now walking by sight. We know we've got it marked on the calendar. We might not be dreading it. We might not be fearing it as children of God. But because we don't know, that puts a, a compelling uh, ingredient into my life I must trust moment by moment, for it very well could be today. And so what I need to do for the cause of the gospel, for the blessing of my family, for the uh, uh, encouragement and, and enhancement of the local church, I need to do if God is opening that door. Um, don't put it off. Redeem the time, for uh, Ephesians 4 says. So the sacred doctrine of the stewardship of time is very much... Um, not even implied, but really stated here, uh, because there is going to be a time where he's going to close this all down, the church age, and the tribulation period will follow, 
followed by the kingdom age, followed by eternity. So, verses 51 through 57, recognize you only have a little bit of time. All of us only have a little bit of time. Sacred doctrine of the stewardship of time. Secondly, verse 58, we see our duty, sacred duty. It's the stewardship of talents. You see, time, talents, and then we'll get to treasure in just a moment. And so verse 58 speaks of my serving the Lord with the gifts, the talents, the abilities, the opportunities that I have. And because I'm a steward over those things, such as Mark prayed as a father, uh, there's a stewardship uh, of of children, uh, of grandchildren, different role, but there's still a stewardship God has entrusted to me and to you if you're a parent, if you're married and, and there aren't children, he's entrusted the stewardship of one another. If neither of that applies to you, there's some stewardship that you have been given relative to an obligation, a responsibility that you are to fulfill. And notice in verse 58, therefore, because my time is limited, and that's the context going back verse 51, because of that, be steadfast. And not just steadfast, but unmovable. You're not going to be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You're not going to let the world tug at you. You're going to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You're going to draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Be unmovable. And notice it's not just abounding. It's always abounding in the work of the Lord. All the time, the stewardship of your talents, meaning that which is entrusted to you, your, uh, your, the intelligence God has given you, the uh, opportunities at work, in your neighborhood, uh, your physical health uh, that you have. And that's a relative thing. That's a moving target for all of us, just like time is. It's, we're heading down that path where time will be no more for each one of us. But in the meantime, that is between now and then, there's a stewardship. Well, there are things that I can do now that I might not be able to do. In fact, I won't be able to do at a later time. You know, young people, it's a very real thing. Growing old is, is very real. It really is. You, you become more and more limited. It felt like half the time Kathy and I had our... By the way, uh, today is Kathy's sixth wedding anniversary. You say, well, isn't, uh, isn't it yours also, uh, Vic? Well, I was a fashion accessory. The, really, the wedding was for her. Uh, and I, I, just, I was just a fashion accessory invited to come along. But it felt like uh, half the time when we had uh, anniversary lunch today, I'm having to lean in to hear what she's saying. She's, she's two feet from me. <laughs> and and, I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, now I don't want to walk across uneven ground uh, because my Achilles is still there and, and, uh, and Mark's got kaleidoscopes going off in his eyes. And uh, I, was it last night? Two, two nights ago. She's got a little thing on her, what do you call the thing? The, 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 sun, the sun thing on your car? The visor. <laughs> See, I can't even pull. I can't even pull a noun out of the air anymore. The garage door clip, and I turned or something. I was in her car, and I'm not. I'm not used to the positioning, and I gashed my scalp 
I thought it went down to my skull. In fact, I said, I've broke, I've cut my skull. I said, no, that's the bone, Vic. Don't be dramatic. <laughs> it's just every day it's something. Can I get a witness, you senior adults? We only have a little while of time, and we only have today's opportunities, gifts, talents, abilities to do something of an eternal nature. So, being a steward, what's the only requirement of a steward? Same book, 1 Corinthians 4, 4. That he be found faithful. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be uh, educated. You don't have to be rich. Just faithful to whatever your calling is. Uh, bragging on uh, Deanna earlier, she can't do what I do. Well, she preaches plenty at home to Mark. Uh, and I can't do what she does. But she can do what she does, and I can do what I do. Right? You all with me on that? And you can do what you do. So be unmovable, abound, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because, notice at the end of verse 58, your labor is not in vain. Meaning, it counts. God knows how he has equipped you, how he has equipped me. And he's not looking for us to wow anyone. We're not part of the rich and famous crowd. We're the meat and potatoes crowd. We're just the healthy body, which is moving along, getting the job done. And so be a wise steward of your talents. Of your time, verses 51 to 57. Of your talents, verse 58. And then of your treasure, chapter 16, verses 1 two and three. What is that teach, talking about? It's talking about the collection, the mission offering that the church of Corinth and the region known as Galatia, multiple churches there, Paul said to them, I've given, a, I've given a, an order. I mean, it's like, okay, I'm the head of the Gentile church. I'm the bishop. And the mother church of Jerusalem, the saints are starving. They're dying. Because if you're in Jerusalem, and you're at the mother church, pastored by James, he may have been dead by that point, um, you're hurting. Your family has disowned you. Your job has forsaken you. There's threats over your life. It was bad for believers in Jerusalem in 55 AD, 60, whenever this was written. And so the Gentile churches, which had not faced any kind of real persecution yet, not, not like what was going on with the mother church, they were exhorted to put together a mission offering. And don't do it when I arrive, Paul said. Start collecting it now, and then whoever you approve, whatever committee you say is the right committee, they will take that offering to Jerusalem. And so we're to be wise stewards of our time, wise stewards, stewards of our talents, and wise stewards of our treasure, um, all right together. And you know, that kind of seems to say, uh, in, in, the, in the mind of God and in the purpose of God, one is not any more important than the other. Your days that he gives you are no more valuable than the duty he has assigned to you. And the duty he has assigned to you 
uh, is no, uh, not of any greater significance to God than the dollars he has entrusted to you. You see, you, you appreciate the point there? It's time, talents, treasure. It's days, duty, and dollars. All is sacred stewardship from the Lord. So, whether you cause fellow members of the church to have cardiac arrest because of thinking that you're having a stroke and they don't know any better and that's how you go or the big C strikes you or you live to a ripe old age as I was telling Kathy on the way here tonight of my grandmother 98 and a half died of just just wore out just everything just said okay then we've had enough or somewhere or like my nine-year-old sister who died who knew the Lord there's simply no knowledge or understanding of how we can anticipate or predict that nor should we but we know cogito ergo sum what did I just say I think therefore I am I know I exist now <laughs> I'm here I'm thinking rationally I've been given a certain amount of time I have opportunities responsibilities entrusted to me I prosper every couple of weeks with a paycheck and you do in some way shape or form or you wouldn't be able to have food or whatever to keep you going and so be a wise meaning faithful steward over all that God has entrusted you Mark, thanks for being used as a uh, living uh, illustration of, <laughs> of stewardship. May we look to him in prayer. Lord, I'm so thankful for just you reshuffling the deck for us uh, in this way. And it very well could be someone here, someone uh, uh, watching, uh, taking uh, this service in, by way of internet, maybe even facing something very serious, physically, uh, impending death even apparently. Lord, would you, even now, by your Spirit, from your Word, burn into the heart of that brother or sister in Christ the calling that you have for each one of your own to be a wise steward over what you have entrusted of time, whatever amount of time that is that's left, of talents, whatever gifts, abilities, opportunities, responsibilities you've entrusted to us, and of treasure, the sacred dollars that you dole out to your own. And in all of these, your calling, your command, that we would be found faithful in all of this. Use our lives, Lord, for your glory, for the good of the church, for the blessing of the world, as we communicate the glorious gospel of the grace of God in Christ. Uh, use us in these days. Lord Jesus, in your glorious name, we do pray. All God's people said, Amen.